I'm Romy Newman, the co-founder and president of Fairy God Boss, and this is Fairy God Boss Radio. Today, I'm joined by Lori Hillman, who is the Regional Vice President of Quality for the Vehicle Group North America at Eaton. Lori, welcome to the show. Lori, I would love to hear about your career journey. How did you get into this line of work? Oh, that's a long story. I started out as an engineer, believe it or not. So very technical in application. Always liked math, always liked science. Wanted to be a lawyer, but didn't want to try to go through the bar exam. So I thought a technical career was a four-year way to be able to move on and into my career and doing something I would enjoy. And so what was it like early days and you went to college for engineering? I imagine there were not a lot of women in the program. Not a lot of women in engineering. I would say maybe 20% if that. And most of them didn't go into engineering as an actual career field. Most of them, I think, moved into marketing and supply chain. So then how did you decide where you would work after you graduated? I grew up in Michigan. And so automotive capital of the world, basically, I think. So my family were primarily working at GM and Delphi. Delphi was former GM at the time. They had split off. And so it was natural for me to want to work for an automotive company, primarily one of those two. I actually started at Delphi right out of college as a product engineer doing design work a lot of validation work, working with customers, but I was physically in the manufacturing plants where the products were being made. Amazing. And then you started getting promoted along the way. How did you set yourself up to be promoted? You have to let folks know what you want. You have to let people know that you're ready for more responsibility, that you're eager to learn new things, but you also have to deliver on what you need to deliver today. So it's taking responsibility above and beyond maybe your role, but delivering on both, delivering on your role and that above and beyond extra. I always tell folks that I mentor when the organization has those big challenges, step into that challenge, volunteer for that what seems like an impossible challenge, but deliver and you will start to set your own career path. So you have to be a little fearless, huh? You have to have enough confidence in yourself to be fearless. I love that. So how did you know when it was time to take the leap and leave Delphi? You were there seven years. I was there seven years. Delphi had recently filed bankruptcy, and it was actually a market condition that drove me to look elsewhere. Just seeing how the automotive industry was going at the time, that was 2006, 2007. So we were starting to see that initial recession and looking to get into a different industry. My husband at the time and I were both automotive engineers. And in a market that was taking a downturn, it was terrifying. One of us needed to change industries pretty quickly. So I transitioned and pivoted pretty quickly and took a role at Stryker in the medical industry. But you came back eventually to automotive. It's in my blood. It's geographical. Maybe I'm a little bit unique in that my entire career has been in Michigan. I have relocated from one side of the state to the other. So I'm a little bit further from family, but I've maintained that Michigan balance in location. But I definitely missed the automotive industry. Just the pace and the requirements is so much different in the involvement with manufacturing. It's truly unique and it's a passion once you get into that industry and you find things that you love to do. And so Dana offered me that opportunity to go back into automotive 
I say automotive was really commercial truck, but in my mind, anything that has wheels and goes down the road, it fits an automotive mindset. It's great. And so now you've been at Eaton for 10 years. Can you tell us about what you're doing and why you love it? It'll be 10 years in a couple of weeks. It seems like those 10 years have gone by really quickly. I went into Eaton as a program manager. I thought that was kind of my passion. I moved from engineering into program management. And really just because as an engineer, I felt I was fixing the same problems over and over. And I thought as a program manager, I'd be able to fix them up front during the development process. And so that was a big passion of mine, managing timelines, resources. And then throughout my 10 years at Eaton, I had an amazing advocate that reached out to me for an opportunity in quality and quality management. And I was terrified. I'd never had a direct role within quality. It was tangible to me. I knew what it was. I knew what quality engineers did. I knew what EPAP was, which is part of our requirements. But I was scared. We're fearless and confident. And then suddenly you were scared. Yeah. That first manager of people role. Here I was a little bit timid and a little afraid because I had no idea what to expect. But he took a chance and I took a chance. And that was my first step into quality. That would have been 2012, 2013, I think. So from a functional quality manager into a regional quality lead into now vice president of quality for the last three years. Amazing. So you're so glad you took that leap, even though it felt uncomfortable at the time. I think, and this is another thing that I like to say quite a bit, Romy, you gain the most growth when you are the most uncomfortable. So true, right? I had an old boss who used to say, when you have the butterflies in the pit of your stomach, that's how you know you're alive. (laughs) Exactly. When you have that feeling, you know you are You have that passion and the drive and the energy, and you know that there's something you're working towards and working for. So, Lori, you've had a long and successful career in the automotive industry. Can you tell us what it's been like to be a woman rising up in that industry? It was shocking at first, Romy, going in not only as a woman, but as a 21-year-old out of college, not really knowing what to expect in the professional world. And on that first day, uh, you realize that you're the only woman in the room. You're the youngest woman in the room, surrounded by men with 20, 30 years experience. So you felt um, really aware of it. It becomes uh, very visible and real uh, quickly uh, in that environment. But I was working in a really large plant at the time, in a manufacturing plant. And so not I was just one of four or five technical women. I mean, it was a very small group of us. And you just, you have to adapt and be willing to learn, be open-minded. And again, I mentioned I was just surprised and shocked, but I think it was my willingness and my openness to really learn and adapt in that environment, to absorb as much of that knowledge as I can, because I was surrounded by people with a ton of knowledge and they were willing to share it. And I became very willing to receive it. But also just building your reputation and building your brand is something that was very new for me in a professional environment. Yeah, but once you have that knowledge, it's indisputable, right? And that's how you can work your way into the conversation. Absolutely. Having that knowledge and having the reputation in a lot of ways opens the door and keeps it open. So, Lori, a big part of what you're doing to help foster and advance women at Eaton is you're part of the WAVE ERG. Can you tell us a little bit about that? 
that is our women's ERG, Romy, that we have within Eaton. And Eaton has numerous ERGs for different groups, but I'm extremely passionate about the women's ERG and just sharing my experience with other women, younger women coming up through the organization and helping to coach and mentor them on how to help them build their career. Those types of situations to expect, what to expect in those situations, how to overcome those situations, but trying to be an advocate for women in the organization as well, helping them to get visibility so they get their next career opportunities. Passing the hand back and coaching them with your experience, for sure. And so today, what do you think women can do to help advance themselves within the workplace? I think as women, we shy away from those leadership roles. We want those leadership roles, but we're also, I think, very humble when it comes to those types of situations. Be confident. Volunteer for large projects that are highly visible in your organizations. Get an advocate that you can sit down with. And and an advocate isn't just a mentor that gives you advice. An advocate is someone that speaks on your behalf when career discussions and opportunities are being talked about at senior leadership levels. Find someone who is passionate about your career. And that, I think, makes the biggest difference is really having an advocate that knows what you want to do within an organization, believes in your ability to do it, and is going to help you get there. For sure. So you've done a lot of things right along the way. But can you tell us about a mistake you made and what did you learn from it? To be maybe a bit more specific on some of those mistakes, it's, you know, I can talk about anything from misjudging timing on program launches to missing critical design issues through program launches. I would think that was probably one of my biggest areas of opportunity, one of the biggest mistakes that I had made. Going through a launch process, we missed a very critical design step. And we ended up having some issues throughout that launch that we had to go back and correct last minute. And it was significant. I mean, we had to crunch with resources and timing and extra funding. But making those mistakes and recovering from them, it's not just making the mistake. Learn from the mistake. Learn even more from the recovery. How do you get over it? How do you come back the next day? I think exactly like that, Romy, you have to know that you did learn something from the mistake and come in the next day working to be better. And that's really what I strive for is whether it's my personal life or my professional life, be better tomorrow than I am today. Great advice. So let's talk about your personal life a little. A lot of people look at women who achieve a lot in their career and say, she probably has no work life. Do you have work life balance and how have you achieved it? I do have work-life balance. And to be completely honest, it is something that I make a conscious effort to do on a regular basis. It is truly a choice to know if I want to accept a meeting later into the evening or have to be on a call with our facility in the APAC region at 9, 10 o'clock at night. What does that look like the next day for me? Do I want to start at 6 a.m.? Do I want to start at 8 a.m.? Do I want to be off at 5 p.m. at that point? And it truly is a balance. But for me, it comes down to what are the priorities that I have? There are some things personally that I'm willing to compromise. And there are some things personally that I'm not willing to compromise. And the same professionally. There are certain things professionally that I do not want to compromise. And so it's really finding that balance on a daily basis. You draw the lines, find the boundaries. 
as firm of a boundary as you can. I love it. And I think it's so important to understand your own compass and then stay true to it. It is something that I've really had to learn over 20 plus years in my career, Romy, to be honest. I was very loose in boundaries, if I had any at all, when I was younger in my career. And I was always pushing for more responsibility, pushing for more promotions, bigger roles. And I think that comes for me, it just came from learning. And at some point, I think my life did get off balance and it became more professionally focused. And, and it was a personal choice that I had to make to put those boundaries in place at that point. Do you think that in some ways you reap the rewards from that now? Meaning you've sort of earned your, the ability to draw the lines that you draw now? Absolutely, I do. Again, to your point, you gain a lot of credibility and trust as you continue to do those things and gain trust throughout the organization because folks understand that you're going to deliver, you're going to do what you say you're going to do. That now I think I'm able to put those boundaries a little bit more in place because I have that credibility and trust within the organization. For sure. And they depend on you too. Comes along with trust. Absolutely. All right, Lori, I'm going to the fast five. All right. Okay. The fun questions. So Lori, what is your karaoke song? Karaoke. I'm not much of a karaoke singer. I'm more of a car singer. I am a big 80s rock fan. I love ACDC Metallica. I am that person that if you see me driving and you happen to look over in my car, the volume is turned all the way up and I am doing my best to sing along, but not very well. I love it. You don't have to sing well. But I'm really animated and it looks like I'm doing really good. It's great. And other people have fun too because they get to see it. So what is your favorite way to practice self-care? There's a couple of things that I really fall back on. Number one is golfing. I love to golf. I love being outdoors in Michigan. There's not a lot of time to be outdoors golfing, so I try to enjoy it during the summer. And the second one are, you know, my dogs. I'm a huge animal lover. I have a couple of 11-month-old puppies in the house and just love relaxing and just turning completely off. Like to me, that's when I'm off. I'm not thinking about anything, just right there in the moment. I think it's amazing that you think twin 11-month-old puppies are relaxing. When they were younger, Romy, I did not think they were very <laughs> relaxing. But Awesome. Who is a celebrity, dead or alive, that you would want to have dinner with? I think Oprah. I think I'm most intrigued by Oprah because she's met all of the celebrities. So not only do I get to meet Oprah, who's phenomenal at giving back, but also gain all of her knowledge and experience from all of the people that she's met and interviewed. Yeah, she just has such a way of connecting with people, right? Absolutely. It is incredible. And (laughs) what's a book you would recommend to our audience? What I'm reading right now, I'm a pretty big Brene Brown fan. Me too. And so I'm disappointed. I just recently discovered her. I'm reading Dare to Lead right now. And it's phenomenal. And it's just so, it rings so true in today's environment and talking about being a vulnerable leader and what that really means to be a vulnerable leader is, it's like every time I read it, I'm taking nuggets regularly from her book and applying it. It's phenomenal. I love it. Yeah, she gives great advice. I strongly recommend it also to anybody who has not read it or listened to the audiobook is great too. So at Fairy God Boss, one of the things we observe is that women just aren't as good at bragging as men are. We're not as good about talking about our achievements. We can only get better if we practice and if we, we make it okay for us to all brag. So I'm going to put you on the spot 
and ask you to brag for us right now about your achievements. Well, Homi, I think this is truly the hardest question. So hard, I know that. <laughs> it, it is. It is for me personally very hard um, to talk about some of my accomplishments. It feels awkward. And so you're right. Going going through it and experiencing that uncomfortableness is important. For me, I would say going back for my MBA after 15 years of my career, it was very different going back into school, being a little bit older than some of my classmates going back into school, but being in a really large regional role at that time as well. So finding that balance. But I would also say from a professional standpoint, I have been part of a lot of projects. I've led a lot of projects that seemed nearly impossible. But launching those projects successfully without an impact to my business, without an impact to my customers, is probably some of the most successful things that I've been able to do. What I love about what I'm doing now is driving the strategy for my region, not focusing on what we're doing today, but where we need to be in three to five years and putting that guide and timeline together and getting the team there and and trying to stay ahead of the curve. Being able to influence that strategy for my region and for other regions gives me a lot of pride in what I'm doing. So first of all, that sounds very exciting. And second of all, you did a great job bragging. And it's great for you to do it because you help normalize it for all of us. And to your point about being in the room and building your own brand and build, building your reputation, we have to be our own publicists, right? We have to talk well about ourselves so other people know. Otherwise, they won't know. I absolutely agree 100% with me. For me, it's about that challenge, right? I'm, I'm still very uncomfortable in the public speaking situations. I speak a lot publicly, but every single time I get those little butterflies and they slowly kind of go away throughout the event. But you've really got to be comfortable at being uncomfortable. You have to challenge yourself in those situations. So as uncomfortable as it is to brag, I would say as a leader and wanting to set that for other women coming up, you you have to do it. You have to challenge that. You have to challenge yourself. So since I know you're a huge Brene Brown fan like I am, I want to thank you for being willing to be vulnerable with us here today. Lori, I have learned a lot from talking to you today. First of all, I love your fearlessness, your confidence. I love this idea of building credibility, building trust, raising your hand, volunteer. But above all, you use the word passion, probably 50 times. And your passion is so tangible. You love your work. And the fact that you love your work has so obviously propelled you to success. You've shown passion that others have sensed in it. You've infused others with passion. You've infused me with passion today. It's it's really tangible. So to close, I'm going to give you the last word. What is one piece of advice you'd want to give to our audience who you're being a proud mom of today, even if you don't get to see them? Be true to yourself, be comfortable, be confident. Do not let an organization or in, I'll say an organizational culture, try to change who you are or how you think you should behave or what you think you should be doing. Be true to yourself and you'll be successful. You'll find ways through anything with, again, just be yourself and be passionate about what you're doing. If you love what you're doing, you will be successful. You'll find a way around the obstacles. I love it. Lori, thank you for sharing your learnings and your knowledge with us today. It's been really great spending time with you. Romy, thank you so much. 
for joining us today on Fairy God Boss Radio. Don't forget to subscribe, rate, and visit us at fairygodboss.com. See you next time.